Want an NFL podcast that gives a whistle-stop tour of last week's games, the previews for this week, and all of the best betting advice on the planet? Look no further, you've found it. This is Utter Punts. 47-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer. look at him rumble. Utter Punts making a triumphant return to your ear holes. NFL chatter right in your skull, just how you like it. And guess what? Brace for impact. Big Dave is back. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24-yard attempt. Oh, he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler of the history of the Chiefs. Utter Punts is an NFL podcast made by UK fans of the National Football League. We're blitzing the conversation all season long. I'm journalist and Giants fan Liam Bradford. I've got two other punts with me. Dave Keane, first, he joins us from Birmingham. You right, Dave? Hello. Glad to be back, mate. I mean, last week didn't exactly go well, did it? Forgetting to start the recording, keeping the guest waiting. All on you, mate. Beginning to wish that our lawyers hadn't strong-armed him back to the microphone. <laughs> Alongside me here in Manchester is Ravens fan, the Statman Dan. I despise tied games and they should be banned forever. I, I just Simple and effective, Dan. Mm-hmm. Simple, just yeah. like you. Uh, coming up, the big <laughs> game reviews, a look ahead to week 14, our utter the punts of the week, and we'll help you make some money with our big bet builder. Absolute pleasure to have you along for the ride. As always, we're about to tear into the NFL conversation here on Otter Punts. Right, hello. Yes, let's get it out of the way. Let's all have a dig at Liam. Why not? Liam forgot to start the recording last week. Yeah, at least I showed up, Dave, eh? Oh, hi, it's a good point. Well made. You know, did you have a tragedy in your family? Uh, no, but I still turned up, didn't I? Yeah, it's, it's only a mistake if it happens again. They say, don't they? First time's a lesson. So when it happened the third time, it was really a bit upsetting. Well, it didn't happen the third time, did it? When did it happen the third time? You can wind your neck in straight away. You can tell you've been on a on a management training course this week. Just so. Ah, uh, have you learned how to manage personal development? Brilliant. Extracurricular personal development. It's a lot of development required. A lot of development. Uh, chaps, it's lovely to have you here. Um, the NFL has a, a potential to get a little bit lost with a with a huge World Cup going on out in Qatar, but the games absolutely have not let us down, have they? They've been sensational uh, over the last week or so. No, it's good, and they've they've done well with this with the soccer. They've put it on at the times where it doesn't really affect us too Football. much, does it? Well, we'll see. Um, so it's not they've not interrupted us too much, really, in sort of enjoying the games. Although the um, the Sunday night might be a bit difficult, might it? But we'll see. Uh, it's been, it's been, it's good having sport everywhere, but it has diluted a little bit. And I think what is good as soon as the World Cup finishes, sort of next Sunday, um, the NFL really is starting to take shape now, and you're starting to get some real sort of important games. And you're getting the wheat from the chaff. The good teams are playing well; they're getting ready for the playoffs. And now is the time really to be an NFL fan. Yeah, let's talk about the NFL, not the World Cup. I mean, <laughs> England have done all right, but 
don't get me started on how I feel about Gareth Southgate having already cost us two tournaments with his squad of players. Well, so, instead of talking about the England manager and coach, shall we talk about the best coach of the year that, so far in the NFL as well? Did you see beautiful. that? That was, that was what they call an inch-perfect segue, gentlemen. Inch-perfect. Um, so we said that we were going to pick the coach of the year so far in the WhatsApp group earlier this week. Immediately, immediately, Dan came back and put a rule in place, didn't you? Well, no one's allowed Mike McDaniels other than me. Yeah. Because he's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have sort of changed my mind a little bit on that. Because I, I, what I can't, what I don't like about a coach Pretty is cool. a coach that's... I mean, he is brilliant and he's a breath of fresh air. And some of his stuff that he's said... I mean, there's, there's videos of him giving two a stick about Georgia and Alabama, isn't there, on the on the sideline in his helmet just as he's running out, saying that Georgia, Georgia are clearly the best SEC team as, as two is running out to play. And he's saying, good job, two, I can't hear this. Type <laughs> thing. And then there's one where he said, I'm going to... Is it... Am I mad? Am I mad? I'm going to call 10 passing plays on the bounce now. And he did. Um, and he's just, so he's a bit of a character. But Sunday night against the 49ers with a backup quarterback and the best offense in the league, he looked stunned and shocked. And I, I hate seeing that in a coach when they have no no comeback or no no plan B. It was just taken away from him. He just couldn't. He didn't know how to handle it. And his team really embodied that in this. And they didn't respond either. It's a bit like what happened with the Vikings against the Cowboys. Dave, um, yeah, I mean, what happened with the Vikings and the Cowboys? Just a just a little sweetener. Um, but the thing is. It often happens where an NFL coach goes back and plays under someone, the, the tree of which he comes from, and comes unstuck. Like every time Bill Belichick plays a former disciple, it definitely happens. I don't think you can judge McDaniel's too harshly. I'm, I'm just based on the fact that Carl Shanahan knows him, knows how he thinks, know, knows what tendencies he's got, and, and probably prepared for the game accordingly. Uh, even with the backup quarterback in, he might. I don't want to say it. He looked good, though, didn't he? I yeah, he quite did. like the look <laughs> of the QB. Yeah, yeah, yeah Purdy. Mm. Yeah. So, Why didn't you want to say it? Well, because like I'm not a big fan of Jimmy Garoppolo, and like I look at Purdy and I think, well, it could be a blessing in disguise potentially. I did think they might go and try and pick up Baker Mayfield when he requested his release, but um. The Rams have gone and got him, but apparently they're the only ones to put in a waiver claim as well. So it's weird to see how, how fast how things have gone for Baker. Uh, quarterback who came into the Browns and gave them their first playoff football in over a decade, right? Uh, he's pulled the big red eject handle and he's hoping to try and find some form somewhere else in the country. I think that's the mm. only thing that he can think of is just to get away, start fresh. I, I understand why he might, might think that that's the right option. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a confidence quarterback Baker, and he so when he came into the league, he had he was sort of full of himself, and his chest was puffed out. And when he plays like that, he he is he's really good. I mean, we're only sort of eighteen months away from him in beating the Steelers in the playoffs and, and nearly beating the Chiefs, and that that Browns team then nearly making it to a Super Bowl. Um, mm. And now he now he's on the streets, you know, and it, it's just because he's lost that. These these players are sort of atypical human beings, so they they believe they are un, unbeatable. That they believe they're the fastest, strongest, quickest guys in the world, and when they're convinced that they're not, they, they lose that edge. And once you lose that, it's, it's a tough game to play, especially at that position. Lots of punts is always best when we disappear off on tangents. But um, we, are, <laughs> mm -hmm. we are desperately trying to find out who the best coach of the season so far has been. Who was your vote? So I, I was going to go McDaniels. I was then, obviously, I think Dables had a, has a, had a phenomenal year. And just yeah. our curve on the podcast from when we talk about him, should he be calling the plays or not? And so what he's done with that squad. But I think... When I, when I actually stop and think about it, my, my nomination is Nick Sirianni. I think that, that that Eagles team hasn't got a weakness and it's 
coached around G- weakness. GM of the year. Possibly, yeah, but the GM picked the coach and the coach has responded and, and he's, you know, he's got, the, the GM puts the players in place, but the, the coach coaches them and puts them in the right positions, doesn't he? Um, and they, you know, they had a problem against the rush. They've solved that or seemingly solved it. Um, and there's bigger tests to come for them, but the way they've responded to their first defeat, I think is important. Um, the way they changed the game plan in that game against the Saturdays when they were losing and, and changed the game plan completely and came back. Uh, that's, that's what I want in a coach, someone that on the fly will change the game plan and, and go and win a game. That, that that for me makes him coach of the year. Uh, fair enough. Um, I mean, they're 11-1, and one, aren't they, the Eagles? And I think there's there's a couple of stats doing the rounds. You're going to hear those when we wrap up um, week 13 for you in just a sec. But so I won't I won't ruin them. I've I've included them in that in that roundup. Dave, who would you pick? Who's been the coach of the uh, of the season so far for you? It's interesting doing this again, isn't it? Sort of four or five weeks after we did it the last time, just to see where how the how the markers have moved. Haven't moved at all. It's Kevin O'Connell. <laughs> yeah. I I already gave my argument weeks ago. Nothing's changed. You are a stubborn, wonderful, stubborn human being. That's it. I've made a decision. I am not changing. <laughs> It's not even that. It's correct analysis. His tank Kirk Cousins is a perennial 500 quarterback into a 500 quarterback only in points, not in actual wins. Mm. He's worked it out. It's genius. Just like, I'm, the, I, you the, can't the other thing praise that's anyone is, of course, enough. Kevin O'Connell's inability to solve the, the offensive line pass protection issues, which they had against the Eagles in week two. Uh, and he's still going to kill them in the playoffs because um, it did against the Bills and it did against the Cowboys. So we'll see in a few weeks, I suppose, if he's coached the year because he surely coached the year and be able to figure that out, wouldn't he, Dave? Oh, mate, he's, he's playing chess. He's uh, like <laughs> Gary Kasparov uh, in his prime. Um, basically, we're refusing to adjust to certain tendencies in the in the <laughs> like 16, 17 game season as it is now. Um, just so that we're setting people up for the playoffs. So. Everyone's going to assume the Eagles will beat us, the Cowboys will beat us, probably the Bills in a rematch, probably the Chiefs. How, how many more teams do you want me to name will probably beat us, but they won't. Well, I don't think you'll get to play any of them teams because you probably play the Bucks I, in the first round. I love the confidence <laughs> that seems to be oozing out of every pore of Viking Dave Keane down in Birmingham. Right. It, it, it's, it, it's Kevin O'Connell. Like the guy, the guy knows how to, knows how to lead. Watch his after game speeches; they're incredible. They're very mix of psychology, leadership, leadership. Dan, that's what you're going to go on a course for. That's more important than management. Um, it's a mixture of psychology, warfare, but also nagging in a really, really nice way. Like at some point, we'll put a team away. When we, when we do, probably save it for the Super Bowl. Eh? <laughs> I, uh, I I love it. And now, now, interestingly, when we did this, uh, was it five or six episodes ago where we where we went through Coach of the Season early stages? I think I eventually went for Andy Reid. And, mm. I, I, you know, I gave Brian Dayball a, a big pat on the back. Um, I think everybody slid down a notch. So I think I think Andy Reid, for me, drops into, into second position just because there have been a couple of iffy results in there. But I too went with Nick Sirianni, and, and again, it, it's the it's the Eagles that, like I say, they're eleven and one. Only for the fourth time in their franchise history have they gone eleven and one. The three previous times, one won the the championship, and two lost in the Super Bowl. So I I mean they've got to, they've got to, you know you've got to give a massive amount of credit to Nick Sirianni for achieving that with that squad. So look. I think that would be where where my my vote went. 
I'll give you a yeah. guaranteed head coaching job, uh, head coaching hire for next year, and that's Dinico Ryan's is the defensive coach of the 49ers. Um, he will most certainly get interviewed and get and get a, a top job next year. Doing a fantastic, yeah, fantastic job there. That's a good chat. It's just as well I'm here, isn't it, boys? Because if you'd had uh, Mr. Graves back, it probably would also have gone with Nick Sirianni. No, no, he'd I mean, McCarthy, yeah, he? he'd have picked a cowboy. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Uh, it was lovely having Richard Graves with us last week. If you haven't heard that episode, it's well worth going back and having a listen. And he did pick the anytime touchdown scorer twice. for the pub twice as well. Yeah. So uh, we'll do more of that a little bit later on when we look ahead to the week's games. Right. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we want to hear from you. Uh, the best way to do that is on social media, Instagram and Twitter. At UK is the Instagram handle. At UtterPuntsPod is the Twitter handle. We are there all week long. If you send us a message, we'll get back to you. If you've got something that you want to chuck in or a talking point that you want to uh, you want to throw our way, then we absolutely want to hear from you as well. Just get in touch on either of those platforms. Um, it would be fantastic to hear from you. It really would. Uh, right, okay. What have we got coming up? Well, we are going to review everything that happened in week 13 very shortly, and we're going to look ahead to the TV games uh, that are coming up this weekend too. And also, don't forget, we always do our utter punts of the week, and this could be an interesting one this week. <laughs> First, though, it's probably the right time for us to take a look back on week 13 in the NFL. We've tied it up all in a lovely package and we've tied a lovely bow on the top of it as well. Let's start with Bills at Patriots, shall we? Josh Allen is injured. Everyone remember that. Injured. His elbow's clearly not right. However, it is right enough to throw two touchdown passes to squeeze the Bills past the Patriots by 24 points to 10. It's the first divisional win for the Bills all season. And maybe, just maybe, it's the start of the path for them winning the AFC East again. Oh, and Allen's injured elbow didn't stop him from becoming the first player in NFL history with three seasons of 25 passing touchdowns and five rushing scores. Next stop, Titans at Eagles. AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts, they're probably the most formidable duo in the NFL at the moment, and they showed it in a 35-10 route over the Tennessee Titans. Brown notched eight catches for 119 yards. Hurts threw for 383 touchdowns through the air and won using his feet. The Eagles are now 11-1, their first time with that record since 2004 and the fourth time in franchise history. The 49 Eagles won the NFL Championship. The 1980 and 2004 teams lost in the Super Bowl. Chiefs at Bengals and Joe Burrow's done it again. Despite it looking for all the world like the Chiefs were about to ice the cake with a big gain from Travis Kelsey, big Jermaine Pratt stepped up to smash the ball loose and Joe Burrow stood up and said, don't worry lads, I've got this. Six of seven passes later and the Bengals finished with a go-ahead touchdown to back up running back Chris Evans. That's now four straight overall for the Bengals and Burrow's won his last three against Pat Mahomes. 
Colts at Cowboys and a one-sided affair at the AT&T Stadium for the Cowboys, a 54-19 win. Malik Hooker, with a fumble return for a touchdown, started off a 33-point fourth quarter for the Cowboys. It was just the third time in NFL history a team has scored at least that many in the final quarter. It was a little bit personal for Hooker too, who grabbed an interception while he was at it. He was drafted 15th overall by the Colts in 2017, but he didn't get a second contract after four injury-plagued seasons. Big mistake. And finally, Saints up Bucks. Two touchdown passes in the final three minutes from the GOAT seal, the 17-16 win for the Bucks over the Saints. Does anyone else feel like we might only be getting moments of fleeting brilliance from Tom Brady? The Tampa Bay side are now 6-6 six and six for the season. They top the NFC South, but it could be a very tough playoffs for them if they can't find some consistency. There you go then, all neatly wrapped up for you. Um, the Tom Brady conversation is um, is an interesting one, chaps. He's obviously coming towards the end of his career. His age tells you that. But maybe also the way he's applied himself this season tells you that too. And all of a sudden, instead of getting that really consistent uh, performance that you always got out of Tom Brady, they are now, aren't they, fleeting moments of brilliance where they're, you know, might just be for three minutes in a game or six minutes in a game. Rather than him dominating from beginning to end, he's now having to rely on throwing two touchdowns in the final three minutes to to, to, to rescue his side. Yeah, you, you, that's one way to look at it. The, the other one is he's at least he's capable of doing that. You know, if you if with six minutes to go in that game, how many other quarterbacks in the league would you want ahead of him to go on those two drives? And actually, there's probably a handful, if that. Um, you knew, didn't you? As soon as the first sort of few passes connected and they played up tempo, you just knew Brady was in the zone and can, and, and clicked in, and it it was sort of lights out from there. Um, and there's not many quarterbacks in the league, despite his age, that, that can do that and have that confidence to do it and have that, that muscle memory to just put the ball where it needs to be. And the, and the calmness between the head, between the ears, to keep everybody cool and know where he's going with the ball and, and, and do it that way. Actually, they should just play like it's the last two minutes of the game every week and it'd probably be a bit better. Have we just got to enjoy Brady while we've got him, Dave? No, I'll, I'll be honest. Did you see Donovan Smith just consistently holding throughout <laughs> both of those drives? I mean, it was disgusting. At one point, he he, he was basically dancing with a pass rusher. Um, it it didn't look or feel right. Um, I think Brady's a great player, but I have no idea what on earth the, the touch judge was doing, missing what was just blatant hanging on for their life. Uh, if they got away, foul after foul, and... Yeah, have a look at the cut-up. It's quite disgraceful. Don't get me wrong, Brady slice and dice, but you can do it if you're passive. If, if, if your O-line's just getting away with basically grabbing people under the shoulder pads and hugging them. He's, um, he's always, he, they've always got away with that right. with Brady, though. And even when he was in the Patriots, they always got away with the line shifting a little bit. Or And there's always that. In all these famous drives of Brady, you look back, there's always a dodgy pass interference call down to the one, which cut, tucks all the time off. Uh, and it was just, it was like watching something from 2010. Uh, right, okay. So um, before we move on, just want to talk about what we're trying to do for the playoffs. We're trying to gather some like-minded individuals together to see whether we can pile down the boozer Dangerous. and do a live and do a live podcast for you. So 
essentially, all we need you to do is just drop us a line. If you fancy coming down to the pub um, and joining us for a live podcast, there might even be some specials on, some special deals done by uh, the, the, the Nook and Broom that we can we can sort out. Just drop us a line on either um, Twitter or Instagram. I mentioned it a little bit earlier on how you can get in touch. Just go back and find it. Just search for Utter Ponce on either of them. It would be really interesting uh, to find out who fancies coming down there. And if you do fancy coming down there, what we can sort out for you. Right then, uh, Utter Ponce on the way. We'll, of course, be giving you our Utter Ponce of the week. And we'll be looking ahead to next weekend's games. Uh, let's start with Thursday night football then, shall we? Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders against the Los Angeles Rams. Who wants to take this really interesting game of football first? Well, I, I'll have a go, shall I? I, I? I spoke a few weeks ago about how I, I fancied the Raiders to make a run for the playoffs. And the last couple of weeks, they've sort of they've sort of looked like that sort of team that, that might just get themselves in the hunt in the next few weeks and then, and then go on to some bigger things. They've got a pretty easy schedule coming up, the Raiders. And I think I think they've got they've got the Rams this week. Who the Rams look a bit like they're in rebuild mode, and they're thinking about next year. Uh, then they've got the Patriots, who are rubbish. Um, and after that, I think they do have the, the Chiefs and the and the Forty Nineers. But you don't know what sort of teams they're going to be facing because the Chiefs might already be in the number one seed come the last game of the season. So the Raiders still have a chance that they have to overtake the Jets. The Jets have got a tough run in, so that the Raiders are still playing really are playing for something. The problem with the Rams is the Rams aren't even losing for something. So their their draft pick that there is is rising up. I think it's number three at the moment. It belongs to the Lions because they they tra- they gave it to them in the in the Matthew Stafford trade. So the Lions are sat with the Rams number three overall pick at the moment. Um, so what have the Rams got? That they've got no draft picks. They've got no capital. They've just signed Baker Mayfield. I'm, I'm pretty sure he won't play because um, it's only been two days on a short week. You you might get a look at him. Because their offensive line has been atrocious all year, and it's getting quarterbacks, whoever's behind them, getting them killed. So if John Walford does start, um, I, I don't know how long he's going to last behind that line with Max Crosby playing for the Raiders, um, because he's he he is by but, but I think he's in the top three pass rushers in the league. Max Crosby, he's really underrated because he's on a terrible defense, but. Games like this, I think the star power, with Crosby on the defence, Adams on the offence, and Josh Jacobs playing the way he's playing, he's clearly playing for a contract next year, although whoever gives him that contract will then regret it because he'll be knackered after the amount of carries he's going to have this year, no matter where it's there. Um, I just think the Raiders will have too much, and that, that offensive line for Rams will, will, will get them killed, and, and the Raiders will pounce, and I think the Raiders will take it. How big is a playbook? How how just just give me an idea of how long it might take for Baker Mayfield to, to go into the Rams and learn enough of the playbook to, to play some games. Well, Sean McVay... Language is the issue. Yeah. What was that, yeah, Dave? So, but, but basically, it's the language which is yeah. the issue. So they call... The, the, the plays and the formations are all given pretty much the same names. Uh, but it's how you then translate that into uh, code, basically. Uh, like the whole uh, Peyton Omaha Omaha thing, that, that was, I think, his cancel call. So, like, it would be reverting it back to a previous play. Or, or whatever was but, that was Omaha but, not his audible call it was a cancel yeah. and I'm about to call an audible that was what well, yeah, some, Omaha some, was wasn't it well he, apparently he just used to say it just right to that point where we just <laughs> randomly say it in order to, to to prompt people into thinking something was coming Love that. um like yeah because you, you make use of it when people start to tune into things but it's, it all really depends on uh how close the language that they use for their offenses to um what ba- Baker's used to um Based on the 
Kirk Cousins being used to Stefanski's offense, which then was carried on by Kubiak Jr. Um, I think there's a fair chance you might find it quite difficult because Kirk's found it difficult. Like Kirk is actually pondering wearing a wristband. Um, it's good enough for Brady, do it. I, I don't know. Again, another quarterback where I don't know why they're not doing it if they're actually struggling to pick up the entire playbook. Mm. So I think we'll definitely get a look at Baker at some point because they've 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 paid him. I think they'll, they'll pay him something like two million dollars this year just to have a look at him and see if he's capable of being their backup next year. I would think. So you'll, they'll get a look at him and see what he looks like in the system. For, for, Sean McVay's a very offensive coach, and he'll probably be able to script in some very basic plays or a couple of drives for Baker um, in a couple of days because he is quite like minded. But I, I don't like the thought of Baker behind this line at all. I think I think because he, he's fairly immobile for, mm. for such a, a for for a, for a small quarterback, he's not very mobile. Um, and I say I think he's lost that edge, and I think. I think they'll play Walford on Thursday, but I think after that we'll probably see Baker in as the starter until he gets hurt um, after that so they can get a good look at him going into next year. But I think the story here is the Raiders, isn't it? It's not really the Rams, which is which is just shocking, really, considering that, I mean, they are the worst defending champions in, in the history of the game. Well, it's a boom or bust cycle. They've, they've snapped yeah. up every single available free agent. They were willing to trade first-round picks for multiple years. They're banking on the fact that they could pick up excellent value at the back of the draft, but you can't ever really manage the cap. The cap does come back, back tight eventually. Um, I don't think the pandemic helped because you set the wage cap back. Um, and that obviously meant that their few speculations probably were a little bit out of kilter. Um, but they're very willing to take everyone on and, and sign them to long-term deals. Um, and I've, yeah, it, it, it's just not something which was massively viable for, for building a dynasty, like they would have had to have been able to trade away some of their superstars for draft picks again. Uh, right, okay. Um, before we get too bogged down in in the first game that we're previewing, let's do who do we think is going to win and where do we think the value is, Dave? Uh, the winner of this one will be. It will be the Raiders, and I reckon Josh Jacobs may be getting a, a brace. It's a cheeky little bet for having this one. Dan. Yeah, I like the Raiders. I, I think there'll be quite a lot of points in this because I think the, the Raiders' defence isn't particularly good um, and the Rams' offence is terrible and I think their defence is a bit porous, especially against a strong running game, which the, the, the Raiders are showing that they have and even if they can stop that. and I just think Ramsey might, might be able to take care of Adams a little bit, but he, he isn't he isn't playing at the level he's capable of playing at, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, DK Metcalf tore him to bits yeah. last weekend, didn't he? What, what are they playing for? Well, what is Ramsey fighting for right now? Yeah, Jalen Ramsey looks to me like a player that in the next couple of weeks will have a knee sprain and go on IR till the end of the season. Um, Hamstring, and you can't really blame it. You, you can't, and you can't blame the Rams for doing it. So I think that's where they are. So the Raiders have to win the game. Um, doesn't always work that way in the NFL, but I, I can't see any way the Rams the Rams beat them. So What's it's seven? Raiders for me. I, I've looked at there's one at five to one on, on the Sky, but which is both teams to score two touchdowns and two field goals in the game. Um, he's five to one, which I thought. Well, I can see there being sort of quite short fields with with maybe some turnovers, which might get the field goals because you know in the red zone the Rams might be able to put a stop on. Um, but I think there'll be points, so I, I would go with that. Do we know what the line is? Uh, five and a half points favourites the the Raiders on the road at the Super Bowl champions, which is just bizarre, isn't it? Um, but yeah, five I mean, and a half points. The, you know, the, the it, points total forty three, which I, I think is is, is low. McDaniel's just done a magnificent job turning him around. Like the players stayed with him. And that it was almost as though the receivers going down injured meant that they just had to start throwing the ball to Adams, and he's been incredible. Yeah. Do you know what? Just to be contrary, I'm going to go Rams. Don't really know why. Just 
feel like being that guy. Matt Fahey's a great coach, and it's it ridiculous yeah. that they're losing the way they are, so yeah. don't blame you. Uh, all right, good stuff. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, this one was a little bit up in the air. We didn't know what the six o'clock game was going to be. Did a bit of searching. We're pretty sure it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. And I said in the group before, now this might be the um, pessimistic Giants fan in me, but this feels like it's got a walloping for the Giants written all over it. I just don't think, with the with the way that they've been playing, last couple of results, confidence not really where it needs to be against a side that is absolutely flying. This, I, 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 I'm hoping that you two are going to tell me I'm wrong. Dave, do you want to go first on this one? Well, <laughs> the Eagles had one problem, didn't they? And that was stopping the run. And then they went and signed Dominican Sooth and Linville Joseph. And then they've got their draft pick back. Who, well, uh, Jordan Davis. I, yeah, who's uh, fantastic at stopping the run. Um, You're making me feel better here, Dave. <laughs> I can't. Like On paper, there's no way any sane human being should be saying that the Giants are going to win. Um, but, you know... Stranger things have happened. I would never accuse me of being that saying. So, uh, yeah, Let, let's go with the Giants just on a random amusement value and got a feel that there could be something in it for them. That's... I mean, the, the ball or game plan, it's a, to, to a, a really good standard. But... Well, what you've done here is you've put the pressure on me, haven't you? Let's, let's absolutely not go for the Giants. <laughs> um, they, they're just, they've done well. And I think they've, you know, if you just, at the start of the season, if you said, oh, we'll get eight wins, you'd have probably thought that's a real good progress year. Just because they started quite well doesn't doesn't deflate from that. And you, as a Giants fan, you need to look at it and go, actually, there's we've got a good coach now. We've got a good team around us. We just need to invest in the team now because... Yeah. Other than Barkley, there's no talent on offense in this nope. team at all. Um, oh, I've, I've thought of an argument in your favor. Washington <laughs> beat the Eagles, and you drew with Washington. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you're reaching, aren't you, Dave? There you go, mate. This is the only thing I can think of. The only games the Eagles lost was on a Monday, and this is unfortunately being played on a Sunday, so I don't think it counts really. No. <laughs> Uh, no, I just the Eagles are the Eagles should be too strong, shouldn't they? They they're they're better in all assets of the game. I think they're a team, even on the road, that's expecting to win. The the only thing you might have in your favour is I think I think the Eagles will will get out to a lead here. So my, my idea where this game's gonna go is the Eagles will probably be twenty three up at half time. And then I think they will take the foot off the gas because they've got the Cowboys next week. Um And the Giants and- have been fairly strong fourth quarter. Exactly. So I think, and it's hard once you get to a level. Once you, if you'd come off that level, it's then hard to get back up again. So the only hope you've got is that the Eagles do take the foot off the gas because that game against Dallas is massive. That's probably a, with all due respect to today's Vikings, that's probably a, a battle for the number one seed in the NFC and a home field advantage. Um, Not if Dallas win. And the Cowboys have got the Texans, so they're on a Sunday off. I mean, they've got nothing to worry about. They Feet can, up job. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Jones could probably play quarterback and they beat the Texans. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you've got that. I, I think the Eagles will get out to a lead. I think the Cowboys will keep it quietish in the first half. And then maybe we'll try and come back. But So I think the Eagles will win, but I think it'll end up being a low-scoring game. Um, and that would be my stay because I think the Eagles will take the foot off off the gas, certainly in the last quarter, and, and not sort of put the hammer down as Dallas did to the, the, the Colts the other night. But... Because I don't think the Giants will give the ball away um, the way the the way the Colts did. So up until last week, we were running on utter punts at an eighty-one percent pick rate, right? Mm. Where we got it right. Now this week we had a bit of a barnstormer, didn't we? Well, we've got everything right. So we got everything right, yeah. which means that we're now probably <laughs> pushing eighty-five or eighty-six percent mm. in terms of that. Which means I've now got the weight of our pick rate 
on my shoulders because Dave's already gone with the Giants, which is, well, it's batshit mental. That's what it is. The and proper Dave, da- Yeah. Dan's obviously been sensible. Now, my gut feeling, <laughs> I say obviously, when are you anything but? Uh, always. Uh, I, I think I'm going to have to go against the Giants. I think I'm going to have to go with the Eagles just to make sure that our pick percentage is where it wants to be. But if you're a Giants fan and you're now screaming at me because I'm choosing the Eagles over the Giants, understand that I'm doing it for the benefit of you. You don't want the Eagles to beat the Giants. No. But you just think they've got a better chance of winning the game. That's a, I, perfectly I think they are the only team that could win that game. Perfectly reasonable. The Steelers will definitely beat the Ravens this weekend. If that was a game, I'd definitely be picking the Steelers. Uh, right, okay, so we've all picked who we want. Is there any money in it, or is it one to steer clear of? I think there is, because I think, only because of the way the game scripts I think will go, and that is the Eagles to win minus five and a half, but there to be under 48 points in the game, because I think they'll get out and shut up shop. Um, so that was where I would go. Um, but there's not much in it, unless you put the Eagles in a in a double and a treble, which uh, you, you can Really, but because they're they're not they're one to three just to win the game outright, which I think is a pretty decent price given the two teams and the way they're the way they're both going at the moment. Uh, right, okay, all in agreement. Giants outright, yeah. You're giants outright. Uh, moving swiftly on to the nine twenty. Oh no, hang on a sec. Before we do that, we need to do uh, pub. What's the offer in the Nook and Broom in Bramall this week, Dan? Well, it's touchdown scores again, and I'm going this weekend on certainly for Sunday night the six o'clock game. So we definitely need to pick a touchdown score in this game because I. Want a free pint? I just I can't help myself. Where was um, my invite? Huh? Where was my invite? Could be sure. All right, deal. See you there. Works. Works. Do now. We definitely have got to get it right because uh, yeah. I also want a free pint. So uh, the six o'clock game, as we've just discussed, is um, d- d- Giants against the Eagles. I think, uh, as I said in the roundup, there is no more dangerous a duo at the moment than AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. If I was going to pick, I'd. Go with the numbers. I go with AJ Brown. Dan, you two, you mm. two are going there, right? You're going to the pub. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Is he all right? Are we in 2019? I think he might have had a stroke. <laughs> I, I, I just don't want you two getting a free pint. Is OBJ <laughs> shot for Miles Sanders. There's a small percentage you could sign for either team before Sunday. It's a valid pick. Okay. So I, I think I think we go against that, Dave. Yeah. Uh, with all the will in the world, um, <laughs> love you, but no, um, not not even because it's a massive outside shot. No, no I I quite fancy Jalen Hurts as an anytime touchdown yeah. scorer. Yeah. I, I think Winks Winks Winkle sort of blitz from the outside, and I think what what I've seen the last few weeks when he's when it's been designed Hurts runs, uh, they've moved Kelsey to one side and he's run up the middle, and I yeah. think on a short yarded situation. It's got Jalen Hurts touchdown tell a celebration in New York written all over it for me. I can just see it. Um, so I'm tempted with either Hurts or Sanders. I, I, I'd probably go Hurts, although I wouldn't be advised against AJ Brown. But I think Wink is quite good at that sort of big receiver. All right, Dave. Considering you've picked an absolute shocker, you've now got to choose Walter which, Payton. Which one? Which one would you have gone? Which one are you going to go with? What's who's your pick? I, I want Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, and I'm yeah. going to go AJ Brown, Dave. So you've got to choose between Jalen Hurts or AJ Brown. 
Jalen Hurts. All right, okay. So Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown scorer. It's so nice to have him back. Uh, Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown scorer. Free pint if you're in the nook and broom in South Bramwell. Just search it up on the internet. You'll be able to find it. Food's great. Beer's great. Uh, atmosphere's great. Screen's great. You should just get down there. Um, right, moving on, shall we, to the 9.25 game. We need an anytime touchdown scorer in this one as well, so bear that in mind whilst we're previewing it. It is uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the San Francisco 49ers. And... Do you know what? I would have absolutely stuck my neck out and gone Niners until this weekend. Dan, which way are you going with this one? Uh, well, I, I'm going with the 49ers only because from the, the three quarters we saw of, 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 of Bryce Purdy, he's he's a capable quarterback and they've had a week to sort of prep a more basic playbook for him. And ultimately, I don't think he'll have to do much to beat a Bucks team that looks terrible on offense. So the Bucks are going to score what? 17 to 20 points because they don't score more than 21 ever um i think i think what what shanahan will do will be he'll run he'll look back at what the ravens did to the books and they they ran 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 and eventually in the third quarter the books were dead hands on hips time they couldn't they couldn't move they couldn't keep up with the ravens and and the the 49s are more than capable now their line is fantastic their offensive line yeah mike mcglinch has been playing really well they look a real team and i think they can protect purdy long enough for getting to get the ball off to sort of a short debo Ayuk, Kittle, CMC, although he is a bit a bit banged up, Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he's 100%, so they might stick him on ice a little bit. Um, but I don't think he's going to have to do much here, Birdie. So for me, and, and the Niners' defence, that if the Bucs are average, only averaging 17 points a game, they're not going to score many against the best defence in the league, and, and they are head and shoulders the best defence in the league if they stay fit. Um, I, I, I still think it's a, it's a Niners game. I think all the quarterback change does is make it better value from a betting point of view. Dave? Um, I can see where you're coming from with it, but uh, I, I'm i going to go the other way, quite honestly. It, it, it's it's one of those where, when you actually look statistically at how San Francisco have done without Jimmy Garoppolo under Carl Shanahan, it's not good. They tend, they tend to go one and three. Um and I think that Brady and the Bucs uh, are basically playing for their lives at the moment. They need to get to a form of respectability for, for Brady's sanity. Um, so, yeah, I'm more than happy to, to to go on the other side of it with Bucks and leave Liam in a position where he's got to make a choice. Yeah, no, I like, I like what you're doing here. And uh, if this carries on, I'm just going to start going first. So um, all of a sudden, I don't have the pressure on me. Uh, I think... Uh, bearing in mind the mantra from earlier this season, which was never bet against Brady, bearing in mind that they're, what, 6-6, six and six, the top of the division, they are playing for a winning record, they are facing a side that do not have either the first choice or backup quarterback available, however good Purdy was or is, I think I'm going to go with the team that have still have something to play for, still have the playoffs in mind, are going for a winning record and have Tom Brady at the helm. So, yeah, I'm, that's that's where I'm going. I'm putting my money on the Bucks to win this one over the Niners, despite the fact that every part of me is, is thinking that the Niners' defensive line is so good. Oh, jeepers, this one's tough, isn't it? I mean, the Bucks were 63 down against the Saints with yeah. six minutes to go. What's the line? Uh, only three and a half. No, oh, I can't even take anybody with the points. No. Um, 
I'm going Bucks. I'm going to go with the Bucks. I'm going to slightly out there call, but third choice quarterback. Bucks. I can't believe you bought it. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> there are trust issues here, Dave. <laughs> Rather big ones. All right. And it doesn't just stem from this podcast. It stems from the very second that I met you for the first time and every interaction that we've ever had ever since. There are trust issues. Yeah, but yeah. 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 yeah okay. Right, yeah, I, only, I, I only when things amuse me. So yeah. Um, that means that you've got to try and find some value on the fly. Well, no, if if, if that's what you think, and I, I don't, I mean, Brady for for 9,000 years has sort of won games he possibly shouldn't win. I just think the team around him here isn't, isn't the team he's used to. I don't think they're looking after him particularly well. I don't think they're playing to his strengths. Um, and I, I don't think their defence, which is what their team was built around, is, is good enough. And despite, if you take the quarterback away, this San Francisco team on offence and defence is just loaded. Um, and I That's think true. And I think a game management quarterback can can do that. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't even on the, t- he wasn't even trained on the fields the week one. He, he was on a different part yeah, training. And, you know, he's come in and all of us, you know, obviously we're, we're missing Jimmy G, but he wasn't part of the plan. Um, it was it was built to be with Trey Lance, so I, I'm pretty sure if they can go from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo in 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 a quarter, and they won that game. Let's bear in mind that the Dolphins that they beat on Sunday were the hottest team in the NFL going into it, and after the first after the first play of the game, they beat them 33-10 with Bryce Purdy at quarterback. And I think the Dolphins are better than the Bucks. That's well good. But if you think the Bucks will win, uh, Bucks over 16 and a half points is is near enough even money. So, because that's their average, and because they're playing a good defense, you'll get a decent money there. So, whether you think they'll win the game or not, if you think they do, great. But if you think they'll score seventeen points, which they'll probably need to do, even money's probably your bet. Right. So, what I'm saying here is that we are removing this from our picks record. Just no, we're because not. Yeah, we are. No, we'll go books. Uh, okay, we go books. Moving on, then. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins Chargers is next. Oh yeah, sorry. I keep doing this, don't I? Every time, any time touchdown scorer for the pub. What, the one thing I do want to say is Dave, one of Dave's friends has asked him, or a guy that listens to the podcast has asked Dave if we've got a record of our individual picks rather than the cumulative picks. And I, we all said, oh, we haven't. But actually, I have in my book. Is, I write down who picks what in just, my book. This, this little book here yeah. has basically got everything in it that, that Dan has done for the It's like his podcast book. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I can actually work that out if we like. So I'm definitely putting you both down for the books this week. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to take the best team in football. Um, stuff, put, touchdown scorer. What are we saying? Uh, if you think the books, you, you, you've got to be thinking um, Fournette or Godwin, I would think. Yeah. 2-0 with a safety, mate. <laughs> just... Oh, wow. Um, we could go defensive score. That might not be a bad shout with a young quarterback. Some firepower on this book on this book's line. You know the two linebackers are, you know, they are very good. Devin White. I'm, I, I am expecting Debo Samuel to at least get a touchdown. Mind you, is he banged up as well? He's not. He's not hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Debo. See, this is the thing, man. This he's is banged why, up for three years. Why the Bucks are looking good? Play off Lenny. Is he fit? Lenny's that's what I say Fournette is yeah. probably a goal line threat. Well, they have been going to Rashad White a bit more, but Lenny looked a bit more likely like it on there. On Monday oh. night, didn't he, against the Saints? I'm all right with Leonard Fournette. Go with Fournette, then. Losers. Mm. Right, Leonard Fournette in the 9-25 game it is. Right, now we are moving on to the Dolphins against the Chargers. Right, uh, who went first last time? Dan went first last time. Dave, you're going first this time. 
Who's playing again? The Dolphins Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for paying attention. Oh, no, I'm lovely. still laughing. It's lovely to have you back. Anyway, yeah, I, I do apologise. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with You've never apologised so. in your life. Don't start now. I use a phrase, I do apologise about that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You just never mean it. Yeah, well, sometimes I do. Um, but you'll never know when. Um, Trust <laughs> issues. Again, yeah. The, the Dolphins are... Look, going to bounce back, aren't they? I mean, they're, they're, they're a fantastic offence. I can't really see the Chargers being able to do that much in order to keep up with them uh, from a points perspective, just simply because the Chargers have looked hampered all season. We might see Staley go all out aggressive with his calls. If so, great. It's going to be a fantastic game to watch um, because when when they're going for it, Chargers are good. Um, and if... I hope Herbert is starting to come into a little bit of health. He's a really good quarterback. I'm sure they would have done a lot better this year if he hadn't been playing through torn muscles on his ribs. So it's uh, it's one of those. But Mike McDaniels has been fantastic all year. I, again, I don't see it as any disgrace that he lost to his former mentor. Uh, and um, I'm sure he'll bounce back. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, I think the Dolphins are the better team. My only concern with this is I don't think Jalen Waddle, he, he, he didn't play the full game. He, I think he came off in the first quarter. No, he has got an injury. Yeah. Um, which which does deflate them a little bit and does allow them to focus on, on Tyreek Hill a bit more. And the Chargers are, are pretty good against Tyreek Hill. They've, they've, they've played him when he's in his sort of cheese days. And, and this is the time of year where the Chargers have had their, have been bad enough to get themselves not in the playoff hunt. but And then now, this time of year, go on a bit of a run, look brilliant. Um, everyone keeps the jobs and everyone tips them to win the um, AFC West next year and I think they're, are we in that sort of time of year again where they're playing everybody close aren't they the Chargers they're, they're playing well they're playing guns away I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will both be back and healthy this week which has been the first time for a while um, Keenan Allen keeps getting better and better as well like, he does and, back into his former self so I, I think points is the is the answer here and, and I think a lot of them I just um, the, Brandon Staley is a dead man walking isn't he, he he's a he came in as the defensive coach, defensive mastermind, and their defense is terrible. I mean, they 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 stacked it up in the off season with the the, the, the I can't remember the cornerback's name from New England. Has that been in that insignificant this year? Oh, um, um it was the big, Johnson, is it? No, it was a big off season chance. Anyway, he he's been on IR, but even sort of you know they they just can't keep anybody fit. They can't get a pass rush. Joey Bowser looks like he should be an amazing player, but never plays. Um, so the charges are just a bit more banged up. I like the Dolphins, but I think I would just go points, points, points. Really, I hope the Dolphins win. Um, I think they're the team that are probably getting to January and, and will be a difficult matchup for somebody in January if they're if they're fit and healthy because they've got some firepower certainly. And I think they'll just outgun the Chargers here. Uh, fair enough, Dave. Any any I'll, more to add? I'll, I'll. No, not really. I All mean, right. other than the fact that I hope the Dolphins come back, because I really do like Mike McDaniel. Yeah, he's yeah. a cool guy. All right, Dolphins for me in this one, Dave. Dolphins? Dan? Dolphins? Dolphins all round. It's a straightforward one. Fish off. Uh, money? I think just points. So, I, I, you know, you can get that. Miami minus two and a half, so let's just less than a field goal. Um, and over 46 points in the game at sort of five to two, which I think is, is good value. You, Whichever way you think the game is, I would go over the forty-six points and just pick either the Chargers or the or the Dolphins. Whichever way you think it'll go, I think the Dolphins. But right, fair enough. Uh, moving on to the last game of our selections this week, and that is the yeah. New England Patriots against the Arizona Cardinals. And you can be as quick as you like, Dan. Um, Pats are terrible, Cards are terrible, <laughs> but I think the 
Patriots are much worse and they get shown up against a team with a bit of a different offence. Um, and if nothing else, the Cardinals have got not Hopkins back, they've got Hollywood Brown back um, and they've got James Conner back and I think the Cardinals will score too many points. The Patriots are rubbish. They're the worst team, well, one of the worst teams in the AFC and they start getting put away now because they lose this week against the Cardinals. They lose next week against the Raiders and they're out of contention. Thank what's, God. What's your rule about bird teams against face teams? Always go for a bird team, especially against a sort of normal man-sized team. Um, and a patriot really offers nothing with a musket that a bird can't take care of. Yeah, no, that's fair. That, that and there, I have got yeah. a funny little story about okay. the cardinals. I need to say before. Okay, oh, hold, hold it. Yeah, this is that was that yeah. was an almost perfect. I've been waiting podcast tease. twelve weeks for this. Sensational, Dave. You uh, you go first, and then we'll go back to Dan's funny story. Bet me, buddy, funny now. Right. Okay. So I've I've thought long and hard about this game. I <laughs> No, in, in, in all honesty, what I did see was um, Patrick Peterson, the Vikings cornerback, who's playing at a, a Pro Bowl level again, um, with a fantastic quote about Kyler Murray, which yeah. is Kyler Murray only cares about Kyler Murray. Uh, and he was willing to put it out there on, on their All Things Covered podcast. Good listen. Uh, not as good as this. Um, but it, it, he's... <laughs> I, I don't know. There seems to be a war. So I'm actually going to swing the other way and go with the Patriots. And too much division uh, is like because your fashion idol is Matt Patricia. I disown you, Dave. I no, I mean, I mean it is just literally the fact that the, uh, apparently oh, Kyler Murray told people that he care, doesn't care at all about Cliff Kingsbury. Um, yeah, I mean, it, that, that, it, it, it yeah. just seems to be a toxic situation, and I'll always back the least toxic situation when when you can see one. That there's no way that Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are together next year, and it's got to be Kingsbury that goes. It has to be. So, um, but I just think it, on on any given day, too many weapons is what upsets the Patriots. But I will see. I, can, I, can, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Like I say, it's just the, the toxic nature of the current makeup Patri- and their dress. Patriots have caught us out already this season, where we've where we've backed against them, and all of a sudden they've thrown a result in that can't keep happening. So I'm going to go cards. Expert Richard Graves thought they'd run the Bills close last Thursday. We yeah. told him they wouldn't. And we were they, right, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Richard, sorry. Sorry, Richard, Richard you were wrong. We did. Um, right, funny story. So a I few... thought you lot just agreed on everything, man. Well, we agreed the Bills would win. He just thought it might be a bit closer than I did. <laughs> I, I let him off. He was, he the Patriots he, it was very lovely. lovely to have Richard Graves here, and I won't have a bad word said against him. Absolute professional. Came on, oh, did a really good job. Why would job. anyone say a bad word about him? He, he, like, I... Just avoided him like the plague. I didn't really, Richard. I'm joking, mate. <laughs> wow. Now Richard's going, I'm really glad there was a family emergency and he was nowhere near that podcast. What is important here, Richard, is there's only one person that's allowed to carry your bags to the Super Bowl. It shouldn't be Dave. No. It should not be Dave. So a few weeks ago, we were watching the uh, NFL on a Sunday and they'd go to the Skybox where they've got the all the emblems behind um, Neil, Neil Reynolds. Yeah. So... Lucy, your sister, my yeah. partner, said, "Can I try and name them all?" Right, oh, great. and it was what a quiz. No, it was it was, and to be fair, she did really well until she got to a team she described as the Woody Woodpeckers. Now, <laughs> I said the minute the Cardinals, <laughs> the, 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 the poor Arizona Cardinals, or the Woody Woodpeckers, are they will now forever be known in our household, are on as a Sky game. I will bring this up, and it has been. 14 weeks I can't wow. since it's been on as a Sky game. So, 
Sweetheart, the Woody Woodpeckers are playing and they will win this week against the Patriots. Uh, right, so from this moment onwards, we are going to get the Woody Woodpecker laugh. Yeah. We're going to put it on this clever machine right in front of us and every time we talk about the Cardinals, we're going to press that button. No, um, no, no, no more of that. Are we all, Remember the train. Have we all picked? <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. all, is, there yeah. any, is there any value in it? Are we doing any bets on this one or are we leaving it alone? The, the line's zero, so they, they, they can't pick it. So I, right, would, I would go points because then the Cardinals go bombs away. The Patriots might do the same to them, so there'll be points <laughs> in the game. If you look at the Patriot, the games the Patriots have been in, the Vikings game, the Bills game, they, they, you know, they've, they've conceded points. So I think points will be the one, but there we go. Uh, all right, okay. And if we were to put a bit of a bet builder on or a double or a treble, what are we thinking of this week, gentlemen? Completely forgot to do this last week, so um, I'm remembering to do it this week and we'll stick it on both of the socials as well. Don't forget, uh, if you want to check us out on the socials, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is Utterpunts UK. Twitter is Utterpunt Pod. Yeah, it did come in last week, actually. There you go. producer Andy now, Bell. If you think about that noise with the image of Kyler Murray running with his massive helmet around his head, okay, um, that, works. that would be quite funny as a little clip. The <laughs> less we talk about Kyler Murray's helmet, the better. Uh, moving on. Uh, last week we did, the trouble came in. So the trouble we put on did actually come in last week, which is good. Thanks, Richard. It was nice to have somebody on with a bit of common sense. Um, this week I've, I've just sort of pieced one together, but you'll disagree with the, with the last bit of it. So I've got Eagles plus two and a half points. We think the Eagles will win. I've gone over 43 points in the Dolphins Chargers game. Um, but then I've gone San Francisco plus three and a half points in, in the in the late, in the mid game. And that pays just over even money as a treble, um, which I quite like. Yeah. But I'll take advice from Dave before we post it. Hey, he's, he's got that look in his, in his eye. That no, it's, it's fine. It's just a treble for even money. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try and come up with something that's like 55 to 1. Uh, we will put those on our <laughs> socials for you just as soon as uh, the you line doesn't move anymore. Point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so don't forget, at Utterpunts UK on Instagram, at Utterpunts Pod on Twitter. We'll put those on there for you so you know exactly what's going on. Oh, the two-minute warning siren sounds, which means that we've got to select our Utterpunts of the week. You're not allowed to say Dave Dan. Uh, although I know you would like to, who have you picked as your utter punt of the week? One of my favourite players in the league, uh, Mark Ingram. So, okay, with six minutes to go, Mark Ingram's a running back for the Saints. Six minutes to go in their game against the Bucks, and if they beat the Bucks and they're sixteen-three up with six minutes to go, they should beat the Bucks. The Bucks at this point have got a zero point seven percent chance of winning the game on the win probability. Mm-hmm. Mark Ingram has the ball third and six. Mm-hmm. He runs out of bounds purposefully, not tackled, two yards short of the first down. They don't then get the two yards on the next play, pump the ball back to Brady, and the rest is history. Yeah. If he runs and walk, takes one more step forward, they win the game. Yeah. And an experienced player shouldn't step out of bounds there. Mark Ingram, utter punt. Fair. Dave, your choice, please. Um, I'm going to go with Richard Graves coming in here. Taking <laughs> <a kick. laughs> yeah, I'm just going to leave you with that. Wow. Uh, I've gone OBJ uh, as my utter yeah. punt of the week. What a prick tease OBJ is. It's getting a bit boring. Uh, it's just... I, I mean, he's now... what? What's, what's the latest this week? Oh, he's now visiting teams. He's now out saying hello and, you know, pressing the flesh. He's been into the Giants. He's been into the Eagles. He's gone and said hello to the Cowboys. Do you know what? Wind it in. Make a choice. Pick. Move. And just stop boring the rest of us with your... Misery, miserable, miseryness. 
Wait, so he signs for the Giants. Yeah, and when he signs be... for the Giants, we're having a party, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but it was actually going to be my choice um, until earlier when I saw that uh, Jerry Jones basically came out and has been telling everyone that his knees not, not going to be good this season and that, uh, yeah. that everyone should stay clear. That's um, why, and that's why he's caught in so many teams. In a weird attempt to either push his price down or, or I don't know, get sued. Well, that, I, I mean, really don't know. It, we should have picked Jerry Jones then, shouldn't we? Which would have been his fourth selection for Utter Punt of the Week. That's why I couldn't been, go with him. You should have like, done I'm it. Still hoping we get an invitation. Have <laughs> Jerry, done it. Jerry, Jerry Jones said uh, we would love to sign any player that would help us out this year, and he kept saying this year. And right now, yeah. he's to say he's not going to play this year. <laughs> With no point signing him. I, I, uh, mentalness. Uh, look, it, that is the end of it. We've run out of time. Don't forget to stay across the socials. We'll keep you in touch with everything that's going on. And don't forget to send us a little message. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Uh, Dan, thank you very much thank indeed. You. Liam, thank you very much indeed. Dave, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. Beautiful. That's the only way we can finish a podcast. See you next week.